You are now listening to the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. Five, six, seven, eight. Holla, boys and girls, it's the BGN. Coming from the Marvel world to the DC friends. All the way from Hollywood to the PCN. She defends everyone from sleazy men. Born apologize for spitting Shonda Rhimes. The space that we make is never colonized. We're talking games and movies that actors were. Better shake your booties for Black Girl Nerds. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. My name is Jamie and this episode is hosted by Ryan. We have two amazing guests on this week's episode. First up is actress and comedian Michelle Buteau. Michelle Buteau is an award-winning actress, comedian, creator, and writer. She recently starred in Netflix series Survival of the Thickest, which she also created and executive produced. Buteau's other film and TV credits include Marry Me, First Wives Club, Always Be My Maybe, Someone Great, as well as Russian Doll, and Aquafina is Nora from Queens. She's also appeared in Key and Peele, Broad City, Rick and Morty, and so much more. But she's on our podcast today to talk about her latest venture into podcasting. She has got the new show called Adulting with Michelle Buteau and Jordan Carlos. In our second segment, we welcome actor Alicia Renee. She is a multi-hyphenate. Alicia currently serves as the executive producer of Unleash for Love by Alicia Renee. Previously, Alicia has been seen in Keenan, Criminal Minds, New Girl, Magnum P.I., and so much more. Alicia began her career at Viacom, where she hosted top-rated series, including Hot Wired, The Five, and 106 and Park for BET. She also starred in Girl Code and Guy Code for MTV and E. She's here to talk about her podcast as well on Audible called Unleash for Love. So this is a podcast about podcasts. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of the Black Girl Nerds podcast featuring Michelle Buteau and Alicia Renee. Welcome to the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan, and let's just go ahead and be real, right? Adulting is not easy. Like, whether you're talking about kids, your significant other, bills, it's just hard. And sometimes you need advice, right? So I brought in an expert, and you know, she just so happens to be the co-host of the podcast called Adulting with Michelle Buteau and Jordan Carlos. Let me get the whole name out there for y'all so y'all just go look up Adulting, like make sure you get it right. <laughs> and um, she also happens to be a comedian, an actress, like she's just multi-talented. So Michelle, how you doing? I'm tired. I'm tired of being a multi-hyphenate. It's exhausting. Just kidding. I I want to say, what do you Because you do a lot. I do a lot. You know what? I'm I don't need a lot of sleep. Not now. Um, but I should start sleeping because I want to like have that Gabrielle Union skin forever and all of time. Don't we all? Jeez, like what yes. is a skincare routine? I know about water, but I just need to know the rest of it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. 
Okay, so tell us, we started to talk a little bit before I hit the record button. I was like, the people need to hear this because I know between you and Mr. Jordan Carlos, there's about like 40 yeah. years in comedy. And you can yes. tell guys, if you have not listened to this show, go check it out. By the time you hear this, I should mention um, August 2nd, the new season is coming out. So by the time you hear this, there'll be episodes out. You can go back, binge listen to the rest of them. But anyways, so Michelle, tell us about getting started in comedy and what has been like that secret for you? Like, what do you love about comedy? All that good stuff. Oh my God, what a question. <laughs> well, the first time I did comedy was September 14, 2001. And I have to say, like, I still love it as much as I loved it that day. Like, um, I'm excited. Like, sometimes I, like, I don't get nervous anymore, but like, I get filled with like adrenaline and like, let's go. Um, and that's like how I feel. It's like, a, let's mm. go. Like, let's have a party. Let's get to it, bitches. Like, I can't wait to see people's faces. Right. I'm on stage. I can like tell everyone's inner child somehow. I'm just like, you bitch and you bitch. And so I feel like <laughs> so lucky that I have found a job that makes me feel whole, that there's still a hustle. There's still a, what do you want to say? But it's helped me find my voice, um, be on my voice. Um, and yeah, I just, I, I, I can't say enough about it. And so like, like I was saying, like Jordan and I, between the two of us have about 40 years of, um, stand-up experience. So when we decided to do this podcast, it really just started out as a live show because mm. we had all these stories and weird things that happened to us that we can't fit in straight up stand-up shows. And so we're like, fuck it. Why not? You know, like it was a two, it was a taco Tuesday is what I called it. That's my nickname. Ow, just kidding. Uh -oh, that makes no Taco sense. Tuesday. But it do. But it do. And so, yeah, we just had like friends on and just like weirdos and stuff. And the audience members would ask questions. And and when people approached us to make it a podcast, I was like, I don't know if I want to do that because the reason why I think it's so good is because it is this dark little room yep. in Brooklyn somewhere where people feel safe enough to share. But Jordan and I were talking about it and we're like, maybe we should, because if we are going through stuff and we have such a community that we could talk to um, and, and outlets and um, and we can afford therapy, right? And so and we're like, if we still feel like there's stuff on our chest, then we really have to do it for people that don't have someone or live in those podunk towns where it's just like, you go to the Walmart for fun. I don't know. Mm. I'm just, you know. Well, see, that's I think that's what's fun about it, too, is that you guys are bringing like your perspective of like it's that comedy feel because you mentioned it. I want to talk about like the audience being in that room with the audience because you could hear that on an episode because I remember yeah. just hearing you guys start out talking about just, you know, like whatever, how your day's going, what's in the room with you, blah, blah, blah. All of a sudden you hear like this cheering and stuff in the back. You're like, wait a minute. Did they just change scenery? Is it an effect? But then you can start <laughs> telling that you guys are interacting with the audience. What does that feel like? Yeah. It's the best. It feels like a drunk Thanksgiving dinner, but we're hosting it. You know what I yeah. mean? Like it's yeah. the best. Like every show feels like a cookout vibe because people know that, um, you know, it is a safe space so they can mm -hmm. get some stuff off their chest. They do come a little too tipsy. Sometimes we try to do earlier shows to keep it adult. So everybody's home in bed by 9 PM hey. showered for the fresh sheets. Don't be mm -hmm. gross. And so <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's the fun part because you really can't get that interaction doing straight up stand up, you mm -hmm. know? So this is like a community vibe. 
what's been the biggest challenge for you podcasting? Because I always say I love to ask this question to fellow podcasters because everybody thinks, yeah. okay, you just hook up a couple things, you're good. But it's like it's a lot of things behind the scenes that people don't know about. Yeah, you know, the creative part I don't have a problem with because there's always something that we're going to be going through or see, right? Because we're parents, mm. we're hustlers, we live in New York. There's always something. What's really hard for me and I didn't realize was um, getting the word out there about a podcast. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. especially when you do so many other things in so many different fields that you, you just figured people would know, but people don't know. And the people who need to find it do, but like, mm-hmm. you know, to really figure out how to have people listen to it I think has been the biggest challenge yeah I don't really know how to do that yes yeah, it's, it's always a work of practice just to get people out because they're thinking like you know it's just something that accompanies something else but I mean you see with the strikes and things like, we got, you got to find other avenues to kind of advertise yes. stuff and get things out yeah so and also like I mean not j- not for me not it's not about the advertising for me. It's about the outlet. Like mm-hmm. my husband can always tell when I haven't done stand up, or I haven't written something or, you know, I haven't done that thing for myself because like, I need to get it out. I call it like, it's like gas. It's like a creative fart. Like I'm going to be uncomfortable unless like I am doing yeah. something, you know? Right. Yeah, absolutely. And, and yeah. So that's how I know it's the job for me. Yeah, I like the way you put that because it's like I'm I'm thinking about all the people that are going through it right now. You got to get the contract right. You got to have that money coming in right. But it's like that holding it in. Like you know, how do you get that out? Like what avenues do you find to be creative? Because that's yeah. why you got into that profession in the first place. I know because it actually does. It feeds your soul, but doesn't feed your family. Exactly right, and it's so tough yeah. when you're like trying to balance that. You're like, it looks like you're saying, how do you get it out? Like everybody around you is gonna know that you're holding it. Like it's not, I can't go here. I can't do this. Yeah. I can't promote this. Yeah. And quite frankly, that's what we're trying to say about AI. It's like, we're putting our heart and soul into this. Like being yeah. in a writer's room, you just hear stories from like first mm-hmm. dates or this time or this time, you sort of like put it all together, you know, like whether someone's non-binary or trans or queer or questioning or has like a drunk auntie or a crackhead father, or whatever it is. And it's just like, these are things that you cannot just copy and paste and make up. And so, you know, I think ultimately um demanding respect and and standards is not just something that should happen uh within unions it should it should just be the way america is at this point like we have to leave it better than we found it period yeah yeah you like the tech is going to keep changing but you can't just be like tech's going to do everything because you come up and one day your computer took over something in your house you like I know, I know. <laughs> what you gonna do? How you gonna get out of that? Um, but I'm curious, like having that audience, you know, having a podcasting platform as people start to learn, as people subscribe and everything, what has been like the weirdest thing you've been asked to give advice on? Oh my God, that is, uh, don't know. Like there's so <laughs> many, there's so many things. I mean, people want to know if they should get a turtle. What? I saw, I saw. I saw what? that. I was like, what kind of question is that? Yeah, you know, I really appreciate the relationship questions, the emotional questions. I feel like that's uh-huh. what I could really speak to. But Jordan's really good at the financial stuff of it all Ooh, because he's okay. such a nerd about okay. that stuff and his brain works like that. And I uh-huh. think it's so important. I love that he can speak to it because like 
a lot of people like they're paycheck to paycheck. Right. And they're like, how can I ever buy something? Like, it doesn't feel like the yep. system's set up for me. I mean, newsflash is not, but we can like figure out how to work that system too. Like we can wolf of wall street ourselves into something. And yeah. he's really good at that. So I'm glad, but I'm going to tell you whether you should break up with your boyfriend or not. Listen, I think you need both sides. Cause by the way, I thought it was funny. You guys had one episode. I don't remember what the guest was, but mm -hmm. um, I think it was a friend of yours and she went on a trip and she talked about like a four hour massage and not really trying to keep track of like, you know, she was like, I'm just going to spend this. I'm gonna have a good time. I mean, I think she was in Thailand or something. She's like, I'm just going to have a good time. Yeah. That sounds like Bevy Smith. That sounds like some grown <laughs> woman shit. And yeah, I love it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just like being like that freedom. Like, I just feel like, you know, women, people just in general, just don't like, you know, they're so, like you said, they're so worried about finances. They don't know how to like, you know, let's put some over here for a size. So we can have just a vacation, a time to chill. Yeah. It's our culture. Our culture is always telling us to work hard, work hard and like have all this stuff, but like, it's never telling us to, worry about our mental health, uh, figure out what diseases, um, are yeah. in our family. Um, you know, how do we rest? How do we really relax and rest and put our phone down and away? You know, the fact that like, I know what life is like without social media and the internet, but my oh. kids don't. And I see my friend's kids who just really, you know, they determine their worth that day based on likes on a TikTok. That's fucking crazy. You know, yeah, that's just like yeah. insane. And so yeah. I'm, you know, I thought the biggest conversation I was going to have with my kids is about like the birds and the bees mm. and like, this is how you get high. But no, it's just like, this is how you love yourself without like a bunch of people on a phone telling you that you're okay. <laughs> we do like this. See, now I'm over here like, man, I checked my Instagram at least like, cause you know, this is the way we're getting everything out or you get stuff out, but you're right. You're over there waiting for somebody like to like, or you know, retweet, yes. share, yes. you know, or whatever we call it. What are these days? You know, whatever it is. It's you a, know, hit, like, it's a little out, hit so. of melatonin. Yeah. I mean, melatonin, yeah. serotonin, melatonin. I'm so tired. I'm like, melatonin. Yeah. I'm like, close enough. <laughs> it's, around lunchtime. it's around lunchtime over here. So I need to go get something to eat. So I'm like, close enough. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Um, I guess I'll we'll keep the advice train going to kind of wrap this up and then I'll let you do like you're in the podcast world. So I'll let you kind of end us out with all the plugs and everything and let us know what you guys got coming for the new season. But um, so what advice would you kind of give for, um, you know, it could be funny. I don't know if you want to get into, you know, I know you say you don't do the financial thing but for comedians, podcasters, you know, creators out there. Like if you had like a tip or like a piece of advice you would leave them with, what would you say? Oh my goodness. Um... I would say it's okay to negotiate. Uh, yeah, negotiate. You don't have to say yes to something. I think when we first start out in the business and for like probably way too long, we're just so happy that somebody wants to give us money, mm. but they have a budget and it's okay to say, hey, you know, I need more. Um, there's travel. There, there should be like some sort of like per diem. Like it's okay to ask for more. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you might get it. Thing. And if not- yeah. Yeah, if not, you're just going to get what you're going to get anyways. That's true. There you go. You heard it here first. Michelle said, ask for more. Okay, people, ask for more. Okay, we need more <laughs> of adulting. Give us the full title. Give us all the plugs. Take it away. Go ahead. 
Oh my goodness. Adulting with Michelle Buteau and Jordan Carlos on Exactly Right Media. Bitch, are you ready? Because I'm not. Yes, I am. <laughs> we do live shows, in-studio recordings. Either way, I'm wearing my good bra. We have sound sage advice. And I always get that top titty meat ready, whether you can see it or not. LOL, you can't. It's a podcast, but you can feel it. Okay? You can feel it. And I will tell you, there's nothing wrong with titty sweat. It just means you're alive. Yeah, you, you gotta find something to do with it. I mean, like, how you getting rid of it? That's my thing. I'm like, so it's there. Don't. It's there. It's there. Don't. Don't. It's a funk that makes it funky. I love it. You guys, <laughs> Michelle. I'm telling you guys, there's whole hours. Like, how long is this? This podcast is like, like, because I'm looking at it right now. There's like hours. There's like two hours. Like, you guys get all of this while you're on like a road trip, a drive in the morning. Like, go check it out. It's just hilarious. It's Thank like you. telling you the truth that you need to hear. It's realistic. It's not sugarcoating. That's what we need these day and ages. So I love it. Appreciate the time, Michelle. Yes. What's that? I said, appreciate the time. Thank you so much. Oh my goodness. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>
And from there, we got Unleashed for Love. So, yeah. And I like, and we were kind of getting a little bit into this, you know, before we started recording. What I find is interesting, because we know, guys, you know, with the um, with the writers, with the actors, we got to get yeah. this contract straight. It's got to be fair. 1, so it's, a, it's another, you're starting to think with different parts of your brain right now, right? You're starting to come yeah. up with creative ways to get this entertainment out, to get, you know, because you, as a creator, you're always looking for something. You're like, I got to get yeah. this out. I got a story. I got a story I want to tell. People are not hearing it over here. So let me find another outlet. Yeah. So going on into audio, tell us a little bit about, so what, what is the day in the life like as an EP of this project, you know, mm -hmm. was, or if you're still doing it now, working day to day, what is yeah, that like for you? I am. Well, I am as an executive producer, you're still always, you know, hands on the project. Like right now it's just coming up with different marketing ideas, but just to kind of like go back to what you previously stated, I actually was talking mm -hmm. to my publicist like via text. Uh, you know, before we hopped on this call and I was like, I'm, I'm still trying to come up with different shows, be it hosted shows. Uh, there was somebody that I originally met her through on a previous project that I worked on and he and I had great chemistry and, you know, but now, like you said, because of the writer's strike and the um, actor strike, there's only so yeah. much I can do. I'm not a part of WGA, but I don't want to cross the picket fence as a SAG right. care, you know, card carrying member. I wholeheartedly support their strike as well as what's happening right now with my own union. So I say all that to say uh, right now, what it looks like for me as far as creativity is just creating shows in the hosted space because that is something that's a completely different contract that I can actually still partake in. Creating more um, shows in the Audible space, you know, hopefully yeah. I'll be able to partner with them on another project. Um, as it pertains to Unleashed for Love, I mean, like I said, one of the great things about being an executive producer is that I get to exercise my creative muscles right now and coming up with different marketing ways, marketing plans, you know, different snippets that we can take, uh, you know, from, from our, our recording experiences and give it to our actors and say, hey, can you guys promote our show in this manner? And, and we got to get really creative with it because everyone is everywhere. I think Jasmine Guy and Kadeem Hardison live in Atlanta. Uh, Sarita lives in New York. Some of our other actors live in New York. I'm here. Um, if actors aren't on vacation, you know, to try to get some <laughs> mental and emotional reprieve from yeah. both strikes, you know, right. yeah, they're out of the country. So it's, um, yeah, the, the job is still, we're, I'm still on it. Man, it's an interesting thing when you pick up that hustle and you got to change it or make it into something new. It, it gets real interesting. Yeah. Um, but you but know, let's, uh, go ahead. But to be quite honest with you, it's been a really, it's a, it, for me, that's been my mental reprieve. You understand what I'm saying? Like I was on. Uh, I was I was about to say on the horn. That's so New York. Um, <laughs> but I, I was uh, on a phone call yesterday with Nicole. Nicole is the executive on the SBH side. And I was running just different ideas through her about, you know, other people that I know that do have actual, you know, um, podcasts and, you know, what it would look like as far as like marketing and promotions with them. Um, it's been a good creative outlet for me because I'm not able to exercise my creative uh, energy theatrically right now because I'm, I'm on strike. Yeah. And you know, too, though, when you're talking about audio, though, it's a different sort of range and different sort of reach you have to get to because we can't see you out. Like we can't just stare at your right. facial expressions. You know, we're not we're looking for like <laughs> and you even do like you even take it a step further in this. But sometimes you don't see in audio dramas 
where it's like that inner thoughts that are in your yeah. head, like, you know, that mirror, like the, it, it yeah. might be that insecure mirror moment or, oh, yeah. you know yeah. what I mean? Or like, yeah. just when you can like vent to your friends and normally you can keep that inside your head, but we're yes. sitting, you know, chilling, doing whatever we're doing, driving or whatever, you know, keeping a real chill, listen to the audio. you like, yeah. okay, so she having a moment where she reflecting on why she on this date. Yeah, it's a thank you for picking up on that. It's a for me, it was a there's a lot of things that go on in our heads when mm -hmm. we are just out experiencing life, be it on dates or just, you know, even right now, I'm sure you had a myriad of thoughts that you were trying to get together uh, yeah. before we hopped on this call, as was I. Um, and so being able to create the inner monologue, one, because like you said, it's not a visual experience, it's an audible yeah. experience. Uh, I, I wanted to try to figure out how I could how we could bring in the listener into that space and create what you can't see visually. As an actor, when I was talking to Sarita, you know, like I said, who brought these words to life, you know, for me, it was, do you remember the early episodes of the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and Will would always break the fourth wall and yeah, kind of like yeah. down what was going on? Or do you remember the early episodes of Girlfriends when Joan mm -hmm. would look at the camera and be like, I know this girl did not, you know, and have <laughs> and have those moments. Whereas ideally, Alicia, our, our heroine, would look at the camera and be like, yeah. did this man just say mattress removal? And, you know, we can't have that. So yeah. you know, she was like, well, we can, we can do an internal monologue. And so walking through what that would look like, the scratches in music, if you listen, you can hear the subtle cues of how the music even changes, yep. contingent on her mood. When she's feeling good and she's feeling optimistic, the music is like lively and it's romantic <laughs> and it, you know, it gives you all the vibes and, you know, as the dates go from sure, can you curse on your podcast? Yeah, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Go for it, girl. I'm sure shit, you know, for lack of yeah. better expression goes from up to down you mm -hmm. know it's you can hear the music slows down and you know yeah. shout out to uh ty he you know he he did our sfx he was really good at encapsulating the emotion of what our characters were feeling when they were having their internal monologues so yeah it was just another way to explain what was going on in the scene give the listener a deeper feel of what the character was experiencing at that time um and also just our way to tongue-in-cheek break the fourth wall yeah, you guys did a fantastic job. Ty did a Thank great you. job. Like, it's because I just remember sitting there listening and I'm like, you know, <laughs> because you hear the music change, um, mm -hmm. and, you know, and it gets that pause out of you because you're like, okay, so let's get into this. And like, full disclosure, I'm 32. I'm always trying to figure <laughs> out how to juggle my career and, yeah. you know, finding love. And I'm like, I ain't got time to be on like 5,700 yeah. date naps. And I'm trying to focus on, you know, other things that I'm trying to hustle with. And so yeah. when you break that fourth wall, as an audience member, I'm like, whoa, I went, somebody else is going through this. So it's so cool yeah. the way that these elements, <laughs> you know, were, were put together. Um, tell me a little bit more. I'm curious because it's very brave, too, to break that fourth wall and to be real because, you. you know, you, everybody's going to give that everybody got their opinion about everything. Yeah. So, you know, like being able to be brave enough to be like, OK, this is what, you know, I'm going through. Or I know my girlfriends are going through. Let's put it in a story. What was mm -hmm. that conversation like with you and Sarita or maybe some of even some of the other mm -hmm. um, actors you have on the project? Yeah, I mean, obviously, day of uh, me, myself, uh, uh, I play Alicia and Logan, who plays the amazing Logan Browning, excuse me, uh, from Dear White <laughs> People. Uh, she plays Candy. And then we have Pretty V. She's from Wild and Out, uh, who brought like all the comedic buttons that we needed 
um, the three of us, we were able to record as much as possible. I wanted more specifically our three lead females to be in the same space so that we can have those moments before of like, what within this, on this page, like, how does it resonate with you? Like, you know, what have you experienced? And, uh, and I, I really feel like you can hear the intimacy within those relationships, even just audibly. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, obviously, there's a shorthand when you're able to do it in person, like kind of like yeah. what we're doing right now. Like, you know, although it's not a visual asset, being able to see one another and like look you in your eye and be like, yeah, right. girl, I know exactly. like black woman, a black woman. It's challenging out here, you know, to date and we can feel each other. Um, and so being one, putting ourselves in the same space to be able to commiserate <laughs> over the turds that are surely floating around in the dating pool was one yeah. thing. Yeah. As far as putting words to paper, you know, Sarita and I were just, we were talking very openly. Like I said, you know, it was, it was good to have a basis, mm -hmm. but having someone who writes, you know, uh, because I, I don't write. I mean, I, I, I'm taking classes and I'm learning how to do it. Um, but being able to partner with her on this and have a lot of shared experiences and our relationship came from a mutual girlfriend of ours who uh, Melissa is loosely based off of. Um, but as far as the compilation of dates, it really is just her stories, my stories, uh, our mutual girlfriend, other girlfriends that I've had conversations with, um, one of my girlfriends in particular, shout out to Charmian, God bless. She is the most <laughs> believes in love to the cows come home, you know, oh, and yeah. she was one date with this guy who took her to the delicatessen at the grocery store. No. And it was just fine if that's your bag. But, you know, she got, she, she, let me paint the picture for you. Charm okay. got Barack Obama in office both terms. Like she's, yeah. she's like, God, I, I don't want to, because then it sounds elitist, but I'm not trying to be elitist. But <laughs> I, I think when we're trying to, when we have this idea of what love and courtship and to be pursued looks like, yeah. I don't think we're thinking about our first date being in the delicatessen. I think we all can like, we all can agree on that. And then he had yeah, audacity yeah. to ghost her. Like, sir, what? So you're going to show up late to our date at the grocery store and you're going to ghost me? Okay. Oh, so, yeah. It's, it's a combination of, uh, you know, just all the, like I said, there's there's poop in the water, babe. And we're just doing the best that we can to sift yeah. through it, get to something good. Uh, I got to say, like, one of my favorite moments, and stop me if I'm giving revealing too much, but mm -hmm. I could tell that it was so cool to, I'm glad you touched on the fact that, you know, you, Logan, Pretty V were probably in the same room talking, you know, as yeah. uh, Melissa, you got Candy, you know, of course, yeah. Alicia, it felt like that because I yeah. just, I love the moment where they were like texting and they were reading <laughs> out the emojis they were sending. And then they have this moment like, girl, you will be talking to us. Where's your day at? Like, what you doing? <laughs> and I love how they had that moment. It's funny you mentioned that one. Honestly, that was my that was my favorite uh, day. That actually was our first shot of the day. I say first yeah. shot. You know, our first recording session of the yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we had a limited time with Logan and Pretty V. Uh, Pretty V was still doing Wild and Out during that time. So she mm -hmm. was, you know, gracious enough to kind of like, you right, know, come yeah. in with her sweats on and her <laughs> coffee in her hand and floating in on the breeze. Logan and I had just wrapped um I, Logan was more so returning the favor for me on Unleashed for Love. I had did a favor for her. Uh, Kevin Hart has another project called Women Right Now. Mm -hmm. And Logan was directing that one. And she asked me to be a part of that as an actor. And I did. So she and I were just like 
you know, slug. We were just slugging it through because we had just yeah. both gotten off of the same flight. Um, but anyway, so we're there, we're in the room and that's the first thing, you know, of the day that we had to put uh, on tape. And it just felt really good um, to say that that was my first time meeting Pretty V and Logan's first time meeting Pretty V. I've known Logan for many years now. Uh, so it's easy for us to, you know, create that girlfriend relationship and bring it to you guys. I think you could hear it. Yeah. Um, especially there's one scene where Alicia and Candy, you know, something happens, something transpires between the mm. two of them. There's some friction and you can like Logan and I went at it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, we, you know, microphone, we were looking dead at each other in each other's eyes. You know, we were able to get off book really quickly and we were able to bring that emotion and to say that it was our first time, both of us meeting Pretty Fee just shows how tapped in she was, not just to the material, but just as an actor. This was her first project as far as an actor and she committed yeah. to it and we saluted her. You, you, could, you could hear it. You could hear the sisterhood. You could hear the intimacy. But honestly, I feel like that's why Unleashed for Love is a great project because it's relatable. Yeah. You, someone who comes in and you're competing against a seven year relationship with two of your other, you know, um, scene actors. And you can't tell the difference when you listen to it in audio. Like you, like she was just as pissed as we were when we, you know, disappointed her. Yep. Um, she, you could hear her support when she finally came around for certain things without, you know, giving it away. Um, and I'm, I'm extremely proud of that sisterhood between the three of the leads. Yeah. Yeah, that's a lot of black women magic going on in this project. One million percent. Yeah, and it's so and cool. And that's that you, intentional. Yeah, and I love that you were like, you know, I hopped on her project because we were coming back and she hopped on mine. I love yeah. that because, you you know, that's what you need. Like, the, the times that we're in now, it's getting crazy. Yeah. So you need that support where you can say like, hey, let me pick up this phone. What you doing right now? Can you do, you, you know, do a little something here, do a little something there? Let me tell you something. Like, half, half of that casts... <laughs> half of the cast came from phone calls and favors like nice. legitimate wow that's and great I mean, yeah people who are thriving in their own field and their own profession mm. it felt really it reminds me of this interview that Issa Rae did before uh where she was saying she feels like a lot of creatives get caught up because it's like you you want to get in spaces and you feel like we feel like we have to network to go with the bigger name, right? To go with the bigger thing yeah, versus yeah. networking laterally, right? We want to go. And I took that to heart, mm -hmm. right? And I heard it once, and but I'd always said, if, if ever given the opportunity to be in a position to say yes to people, yeah, I would first look at my circle of people because it's this circle of people that have held me down when everyone else was telling me no, which is why, mm -hmm. you know, we came up with Unleash for Love. Unleash for love, she's fighting for love, but she's fighting for the fullness of her career. And she keeps getting told she's not good enough. She doesn't have a big enough name. You know, it, it, as if Will Smith was Will Smith overnight or as if Oprah was Oprah overnight. Like, right. no, someone had to see her and give her an opportunity, you know, to do her thing. And when other people wouldn't give her an opportunity, they had people around them to just rally and say, I believe in you. I see mm -hmm. you. And so, yeah, it was very intentional. Lamar Morris is, you know, he's been my best guy friend for 20 years. Um, you know, he's from New Girl. Nina Parker, she and I have 16 years, you know, in this friendship. Everyone knows who Nina Parker is. That goes without saying. 
A lot of yeah. the plastic cup boys came from their relationship with Kevin. Charlemagne has been my other best guy friend for 20 years. For a long time, I think I was on his Wikipedia as his sister because he would tell everybody, <laughs> you know, that, that we're siblings. And so um, I, to be honest with you, I, I couldn't be any more blessed than I am right now that I'm doing a project with people that I've got 20 something years in the game, you know, medium. Uh, and I looked to the left and to the right and they didn't even hesitate you know, when we called and we said, Hey, you know, if you have some flex, can you jump on this project? So, yeah. yeah. And, you know, we're blessed to have you guys on these projects. I, every name you've listed, I've seen them in something, you know, yeah. I just feel like you're in the black community. You've seen them, you've moved around to different stuff and seen them <laughs> in different things. And yeah. it's so great to know that it's something working behind the scenes to keep y'all going and somewhere where you can keep creative and, you, you know, keep supporting each other. So it's so cool to, to know that. Um, All right, let's have a little fun right now. Yes. What is the best dating advice and the worst <laughs> dating advice you ever received? Best dating advice. Um, This is probably so unpopular. <laughs> you, it probably is. I'm, I'm sure. Especially nowadays, you know, we got two strikes going on. Everybody wants a free meal. But um, honestly, <laughs> honestly, feel like the first date should just be like coffee or a drink. I'm, okay. Okay. People got to earn your time, man. Like, like. Listen, I ain't judging. I ain't judging. Listen, keep the finances right. I ain't judging. Come on. But not, a, and, and I'm not saying that we're not all worthy of a full meal. But my yep, God, yep. you tell me I got to be stuck at this dinner table across from you for like an hour change and like and it's not even worth and you have no intellect like you have no conversation you have no charisma you're, you're not the things like yeah what? yeah Man, let's get this let's see what's happening at this alfred's or this starbucks and let's just kick it a taste and do it early enough to where if you like what you're hearing you know what like let's keep this going like are you free for lunch you know like yeah yeah absolutely yep 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 yeah, give yourself room to go or, you know, an escape. You know? <laughs> like, I got somewhere to go about an hour. This coffee was great, but I got to go, you know. I got to go see a man about a horse right about now. You know, I got to. Oh, man about a horse. I love it. I love it. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, as far as that, and you said worst dating advice? Yeah, any, like, bad dating advice you've been given? Oof. Bad dating advice that I've been given. Probably, it's probably the, the the inverse like you know just do dinner oh lease just do dinner be on something cute you know <laughs> just go kick it what if i'm at dinner and the man of my dreams is at the table next to me now he thinks that this man in front of me is my boo and he's not my boo no oh that's a no. lot of that's a lot of thought process in that now that's tricky that's tricky that'll be thinking man you got to be quick on the one and two like no i want to i want to be in and be out like i'm gonna keep you private until there's something to bring out into, yeah, I'm just going to have you in the shadows and, until I need to bring you to light, period. Ooh, let me, I'm going to write that down. That's interesting. Period. I like that. I like that. Because you don't think about that. you like, somebody trying to set you up. So you are like, what if I'm is right there? <laughs> what if their friend is fine? You know what I mean? Like, what if the friend there is you fine? Go. There you go. There you go. You can't fault me if all <laughs> I had with you was coffee. You understand what I'm yeah. saying? But like, yeah. if if we're going, if we're doing all these dates and we're going to all the places, where I'm gonna take your fine ass friend to? <laughs> Wait, what? Love like there's options. I love that your mind is working. Like you know, okay, this doesn't work out. Okay, we got the cute friend over here. Where are we taking a cute friend? You know, can I go Girl, to this spot? You, there's this one guy that I kind of like been insta stalking. Fine, 
But here's the thing, because I, <laughs> we've all done it. We all have that person. Oh, that yeah. We, oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. I'm like, don't you dare judge I'm me. laughing because this. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm not judging. I'm laughing because it's so real right now. I'm laughing because this is so real. I scroll through their Instagram. Yeah. Like, fine. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, <laughs> <laughs> not because it's fine. The family reunion would be a problem. So I say all that to say coffee <laughs> that is hilarious you gotta see right now why you need to go check out this show oh my gosh the cousin <laughs> was fine on the instant stock i love it i love it i love it the family reunion it goes down at the family reunion now i'm thinking what does the daddy look like i'm just like <laughs> we're going through the whole we're going through the whole family line okay you gotta make sure you take the notes you gotta know you gotta know. go to the source <laughs> I love it. I love it. I do have to ask you though, because I like yeah. a good rom com. Like you know, okay. when I want to like just chill away and get away from everything, I like a good rom com. So I wanted to ask you, like, did you have like you know either if it was something growing up or something yeah. new school that you were like, I'm gonna take some inspiration a little bit from this, like you know, motivate me. You know, I didn't take anything. Nothing. Nothing in particular inspired this project, except. Yeah. You know, for Sarita and I, we really wanted those internal moments to reflect like what we saw. I, I distinctly remember saying to her, remember Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and Will mm, used to break yeah. the fourth wall. So that's, you know, we took we took that from that series and the girlfriend's element just because that too is, you know, one of the first female, all female led shows of sisterhood and camaraderie that we had outside of obviously living single. Hello, somebody. Right. Um, the original friends. Um yeah. <laughs> As far as rom-com, my favorite, <laughs> don't judge me. Um, Listen, my... I already told you this a judge-free zone. I already told you this. Okay. One <laughs> of my favorites is uh, Ever After. Oh, yeah, I like that. That's cute. Do you remember Ever After? It's been With a minute. Very more. Yeah, it's been a minute, though. Like, it's been a minute since I've seen it. So don't ask me to quote a scene, but I know what you're it's talking okay. about. I know that movie through and through. Um, but Ever After was like one of the first movies that I really, really loved, um, mainly because she saved herself in the mm -hmm. end. Yeah. And, you know, the older I got, the more I realized how important it is that we just have to save ourselves first and then yeah. let yeah. whomever come up alongside us without mm -hmm. going too deep. So, yeah, Ever After, my best friend's wedding. Um, I really oh, enjoyed that one, too. Yeah. Good. Right. Yeah. Just for the comedy aspect, uh, um, my did I say my best friend's wedding? Yes, I did. Um, the, did? Notebook, okay. the notebook, the notebook. Oh, absolutely, yeah, that's a good one too. Yeah, anytime where you can like, that's all the wrong. I'm like, I love the. I'm a big softy, so I love all of. I love all of putting them all on the a watch list. The notebook is such a hard one, just because one, it's it's really heavy with the romance. Yeah, but it, I really I like the fact that what's for you won't pass you by. Even if life has to come in and you, you live theirs and, you know, uh, they live theirs and you live yours and uh, eventually something comes and brings you back together again. I think when it's meant to be, it's meant to be. But being able to show up as your most authentic self. And that's something that it took me a long time to, like, learn uh, that I'm enough just as I am. And the right person will see that. And I don't have to dress it up. I don't have to make it something fake, you know. Yeah. Uh, they'll see me and, and it'll be what's what it's meant to be when it's meant to be. Yeah, that's important. Hopefully everybody wrote that down because that's an important lesson about love. Even though the struggle is real, it's you got to remember, real. and this, this audio <laughs> series will show you, like you got to remember, you got to be yourself. 
you yeah. know, you can't change that. The right person yeah. is going to accept for whatever, you know, whatever hustle you in, whatever you got going on, they're going to accept <laughs> it. All right. So give us like, because I don't want to get anything wrong. Give us all the plugs. Tell us where to find it. You know, how yes. many episodes out. Give us all the good stuff. Unleash for Love is out right now. All eight episodes exclusively on Audible. Executive produced by Kevin Hart, Charlemagne the God. So you know we came in with the funnies. We came in with the reels. It's starring Logan Browning, Pretty V, Alicia Renee, Nina Parker, Lamorne Morris, Jasmine Guy, Kadeem Harrison, just, just to name a few. Um, and it's, I mean, it's, it's a feel good time. It's, it's us. Uh, it's, it's good. It's real. It's grounded. Um, it's the story of people unleashing for love and mm -hmm. figuring out how to, how to make all their worlds mesh and marry, um, and just fight for what, what they're happily ever after their, their oh. own. Yeah. So well, I can't for wait to hear their end, their end, their happily ever after then. <laughs> yeah I mean yeah I, I do like I had a girlfriend of mine uh without give, giving details who sent me a text message it was actually Charlemagne's wife and she was like Melissa need a ass whoop I said thank you everybody uh, making it seem like Alicia is the problem I'm like have y'all heard the series like <laughs> Melissa does some messed up stuff like what are we talking about you know so, <laughs> but again you know Melissa is in pursuit of her own version of happiness and it yep, may not align yep. with you know, everyone else around her and, and the things that she has to go through to get there, the evolution that she experiences, you know, is completely different from Candy, who was in a, a relationship for over 15 years of her life. Right. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? And, and now she's having to figure out what does that look like apart from that relationship? And Alicia is just trying to figure out how she can have it all and what that looks like. But there's something that happens along that journey that tests like it you know her like it will for everybody else you know was it worth it mm -hmm. and yeah. did you are you happy dot 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 you know right. so right it's it's, it's it's life and it's real and it's what we all go through and you know so hopefully you guys will check it out and enjoy it uh on leash for love available right now on audible well i can tell y'all for sure that first episode will definitely reel you in and i gotta go <laughs> finish it because I want to know how it ends. I was so excited. I was like, it is good for me, though, because I'm already fangirling. So I'm like, if I would have known like, what was happening at the end of it, if I would have known everything, I'd have been like, nah, I'm being on here trying to spoil stuff. So it's good for me to, I'm going to go check it out, listen to with you guys. So Audible, Unleash for Love, you guys go check it out. I'm going to have a plan, you know, my car ride in the morning. So it's going to be good. It's the, it's the best time. To know, it's, go ahead. Go ahead. No, in transit is the best time to listen to it. Oh it's, yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. All the effects, the world that we build, you know, it 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 just allows you to escape while you're in traffic, trying to escape from the people. So oh yeah, yeah it's gonna be a good laugh <laughs> when you sitting in that rush hour track. It's gonna be a good laugh for y'all. It's gonna be good <laughs> in the morning getting through. So you know what, Alicia, it's been amazing talking to you. I appreciate the time. Thank you for having me. I feel the same way. This was good. The Black Girl Nerds podcast is produced by Jamie Broadnax. The opening theme song to our show is written and performed by Samus. Various instrumentals are performed by Samus, Sky Blue, and Shubzilla. You can find various episodes of the Black Girl Nerds podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Audioboom, Google Play Music, and Spotify.